You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. I'm Jeff Ellis, and welcome to Locked On Indians. Hey, the Indians are winners. So far, I'm correct in my predictions on this series, just in terms of the first two games. Now, I predicted the Indians would win tomorrow's, or by the time you catch this recording, today's game. So we'll have to see if that trend continues. But let's dive into today's game. Uh, nice to wash the stink of the uh, of Monday's game off as we get a chance here to talk about the Thursday game. Now, the thing about Thursday's game is, let's be honest, this was not a, uh, a great hitting performance by the Indians. Three hits uh, for them resulted in four runs. They did have six walks. That's kind of the saving grace. I mentioned how we really should be seeing Bradley Zimmer in just about every game because at least he's some semblance of offense for the Indians in the early going. And he did it again here. Two walks in this game. uh, One of those resulting in him scoring a run. So that was uh, definitely something that was nice to see. The big hit is obviously Framel Reyes' home run. That is what uh, broke the game open for the Indians. I'll take any sign of life out of Framel. I've been kind of harping on him, and part of that is I was such a fan of his. I was pushing for the Indians to acquire him before the start of the 2019 season. When they got him in the 2020 season, that made that trade for Bauer... Uh, like just fantastic. Like every other piece was good. Like Puig, I knew was going to help him. Getting Fran Mel Reyes was a huge get because the years of control. So his play and showing up out of shape has just been a bitter pill for me to swallow. Uh, Luplo struggled in this one. Still does not have a hit this year. I'd like to see more of Domingo Santana. That's just not the case. Uh, you know, things are off with uh, Tito. I believe this is his third game missed. And the person who normally be managing in these cases, Brad Mills, opted out of this season. So they're kind of down to the third person for uh, in-game decisions. And that could be some of the result of what we're seeing in lineups. But who knows? Uh, the, if you're curious who had the hits in this one, uh, Fran Mill had one, of course, at the home run. Oscar Mercado had one. Cesar Hernandez had one. Uh, two walks by J-Ram, two walks by Zimmer, one by Carlos Santana, and one by Mercado. So if you're following along at home, people who reached base twice in this game, that was Mercado and Jose Ramirez. In terms of the pitching performances, just scrolling on down, it is interesting with as good as the starters have been. This was another solid game by Bieber. Yes, uh, compared to his other ones, not that good, but still... Uh, I'll take seven and two-thirds, two earned runs every day of the week. Uh, just disappointing based on what he had done earlier this year. It was another fantastic performance. But he goes seven and two-thirds. Uh, with Bieber and a lot of these pitchers, and it was the case last year with the numbers, it's interesting how many of them have high home run rates. Uh, Bauer, Bieber, uh, back to Tomlin, but uh, even guys like uh, uh, the the young group, like Plesak and Saval, it seems to be that uh, when they do get hit, they get hit hard, and it's uh, it's an interesting. I don't know if there's something in the approach or how they're doing or what, but yeah, it seems the Indians don't care about home run rate amongst their pitchers, that uh, home runs are going to come. It's about limiting everything around it, and again, highly effective. Karen Chalk comes in, uh, does what he needs to do, and maybe the best sign, I mean, Brad Hand's velocity wasn't all the way back, but at least he was in the lower 90s. His off-speed stuff was sharp, and he pitched a uh, a perfect ninth there, picking up uh, one strikeout. I have to talk about the Reds a little bit. I've been a Tyler Molly fan for a while. I Back when I was at 24-7 Sports and 
Taylor Blake Ward and I uh, started doing a, we did a top 100 prospects and I wrote up every single one in my long form that I, I do. And I fought for Molly to make that list. And he is not quite put together yet as a starter, but he has the stuff to be just another excellent arm for them. Uh, the rest of the team there had some struggles, uh, but then they got to Amir Garrett, who had another strong performance for them. I still like this Reds team quite a bit. Uh, in terms of home runs, I mean, Nick Castellanos already has six. Six home runs already. He is absolutely ridiculously on fire. Uh, one can make the case in the early goings, he's been the best hitter in all of baseball. Uh, the, others, the other person who hit the home run in this one, uh, Eugenio Suarez, who I talked about on the show yesterday. That's an important player to get started for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, you know, the Indians fell down early. They came back uh, with Hernandez getting a, a run-scoring single. Bases loaded. Ramirez walks, uh, which allows another run across. And then, of course, after that game is tied, Fran Mil Reyes hits the two-run shot to uh, to put him up and put it away. Uh, I don't know what any of the sports betting stuff on Yahoo means, so I'm not going to dive into that. Tomorrow's game, uh, TJ Antone is going to make his first start, former fifth-round pick out of TCU for the Reds. I was pulling up his minor league numbers. Uh, it surprised me again that they were going with him. Uh, he's not been anything in the minors it stands out but he's just he doesn't miss bats he doesn't walk anyone he doesn't give up long balls but he does give up a lot of hits uh and he doesn't miss bats and he's got 611 innings in the minors i mean he's been a, a workhorse down there uh i guess you put him up there and hope he can uh, just eat a few innings but the indians should be able to beat this guy up the stuff's mediocre um again he spots well but he doesn't like I said, he, he won't miss a bat. He won't do anything all that particular interesting or dynamic. Uh, so, yeah, the Indians tomorrow, this should be a win for them. Uh, there, there's no other way around it. Uh, I don't see any reason for them to not beat up a guy who probably shouldn't be in a starting rotation. The Reds are pushing back Nick Castiglianos to uh, Thursday, where they will, or not Nick Castiglianos, Luis Castillo, wrong C. Uh, pushing Castillo back to Thursday, and that means that you know the Indians won't face Bauer, but uh, see if Clevenger can uh, can be a little sharper. I mean, Clevenger has the one bad start so far for the Indians in the early going of this year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, he can put it together against a Reds team that is scuffling. The Reds and the Indians are very much mirror images of each other. For both teams, it just comes down to when is the offense going to wake up and the pitching is going to regress because neither of them uh, are going to keep their starters as good as they have been. How little is the regression? How big is the improvement? Both of these are teams that should be fighting for playoff spots, though. And it's crazy that uh, after these four games, uh, that's it for them for the year in terms of the facing of each other. Uh, even though you're facing only teams in the Central you're only facing the National League teams for four games, so it's quickly over and done with uh, with the Reds after just uh, Thursday's game. But I did want to point something out real quick about this uh, facing the Central. We have an opportunity. Keep in mind September 4th, 5th, and 6th. I'm going to try to get myself credentialed for those games here in Milwaukee. It's a weekend series, which makes it even easier for me to go out there, even though the school year has started. 
but I'm gonna try to get out there, see what I can get, uh, see if I can, if they'll let me in. It's gonna be a lot harder this year due to COVID, so it may not happen, but I'm gonna make the attempt. We'll see what happens, and uh, that could be some fun exclusives and something to keep in mind down the road. Something else I want you to keep in mind is Postmates.com. I talk about Postmates on this show because they are a fantastic sponsor that offers a service that now more than ever is going to bring value to your life and to your day. They bring you what you need when you need it, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Uh, If you're up late and you have a hankering for Taco Bell, they'll bring it to you. If you're not feeling well and you need some Tylenol from the corner market, they'll bring it. If it's been a long day and you don't want to make dinner, they're going to bring you food from that Mexican restaurant uh, or from you know the Panera down the street, or maybe they're just going to bring in the groceries to your door. That is the service that Postmates offers. They are a delivery service, and right now when you download that Postmates app on iOS or Android, enter the promo code Locked On, one word, and that's going to give you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So this is your chance to try out Postmates, go crazy, and be lazy. That's that should be their tagline. Go crazy, be lazy. We'll bring it to you. Postmates, use that promo code locked on. So let's just do a quick around the league, uh, some news and notes and the like. Uh, not a whole lot. The Indians are uh, for the good and the bad, a picture of stability, and that occasionally makes it harder to uh, to talk about them because they just don't do anything too ridiculous. They don't do anything, uh, they don't do anything knee-jerk, which is important and it's part of their success. There's not a whole lot to point out in terms of, uh, you know, we talked about the addition of Cameron Rutt, Rutt, Cameron Roop, and, uh, you know, the loss of James Hoyt. That's about it. That That's their only move since I think they've set their roster. Now we do want to talk about one other thing briefly here. Thursday is when team rosters drop from 30 to 28. It was announced that they're going to keep it at 28. Originally, it was going to drop back down to 26. That's not going to be the case. It's going to go to 28, and the uh, your travel squad of three players is allowed to be a travel squad of five players. You can have the same number of players traveling with your team as there were before, but you're only going to have 28 for every game, which is, again, a change on what we had seen earlier in the year. So just talking about the Indians' active roster for a second, like who are the two players most likely to be taken off the Indians' roster? And the first guy you probably have to talk about is uh, is Phil uh, Maton. I always say his not- name wrong. Why is that? Well, every other pitcher has appeared in three or more three to four games in that bullpen. Uh, Phil's at one. They are not going to him. They're not using him. Uh, he didn't have a bad performance, actually, in the one outing he had, but he is far and away the low man on the totem pole. With them, are they going to really carry 14 pitchers? Um, maybe. Maybe he sticks around, but that's one of the guys I would really keep in mind just in terms of the roster as it currently stands. I think the next guy is Greg Allen. Um there's a great tweet. Let me see if I can pull it up from yesterday's game from uh, Casey over at um, the Sports Illustrated Indians blog. And, oh, okay. Greg Allen faced 14 pitches tonight, swung at three, connected on nothing. And that's from uh, Casey Droder. And that kind of sums up Greg Allen. It was his first opportunity, and he just does not look sharp uh, at any level in any way. 
when you're looking at who they can move up and down, uh, it, it's going to be Allen or Daniel Johnson at this point in time. Could be both. And then you go over and you look at the infielders. They could also consider keeping all of their pitching and dropping one infielder and um, one outfielder. And again, just looking at this, Christian Arroyo has had one game, no plate appearances. I, I you know, that's that that says a lot to me. I mean, Chang has had two games, uh, seven plate appearances, and even Freeman has three games, eight plate appearances. Uh, I think Christian Arroyo is definitely getting sent down. Uh, the lack of performance, lack of chances, and even in general that they just haven't needed a lot of infield depth. Carrying three is a luxury. Arroyo is clearly the third man. Uh, he's out pretty easily. So then it just comes down to Greg Allen, Phil Maton. One of those guys will uh, will be gone uh, after Thursday. So that's just something to keep in mind. This, it, when you hear about the roster move, it's for no other reason than the fact that uh, all teams have to cut down. It's, a, it's the internal cutdown day, as it were, for baseball. And that'll be probably the only moves the Indians make this week, just because, uh, again, this is not a team that's going to overreact to a small sample size. Uh, they're not going to do anything just because players are struggling. It is interesting to go and look at like the OPS Plus right now for this team. Small sample size, so these numbers mean nothing. But Hernandez, Lindor, Jose Ramirez, Bradley Zimmer, all above the average mark. <laughs> The only starter who's a negative is Mercado. Again, it's been a struggle for him. Uh, even Franmil is not negative, uh, and this is not counting today's game. But everyone on the bench is not producing. It, it's ugly with Daniel Johnson, Luplo, uh, Greg Allen. It's it's bad. So we'll we'll see what happens uh, after this red series. Get the White Sox, who they played well against. Um, you have uh, Luis Cas. Nope, that's not correct. It's Clevenger versus um, the gentleman I mentioned earlier, uh, TJ, who I'm blanking on. And then it'll be Carrasco versus Castilla. 2-2 uh, split is, again, my prediction for this series with the Indians and the Reds. They are at 500, so I'm predicting they'll be at 500 when this ends. The White Sox are a team in strife right now. Uh, more and more injuries mounting. Lots of roster moves, it feels like, every other day. Someone else is hurt or ineffective. Carlos Rondon struggled this week, so they're having more pitching problems. Uh, I believe when I logged on to MLB Trade Rumors, yeah, Edwin Encarnacion and Nick Madrigal both had to leave today's game with shoulder issues. Uh, their manager has missed time uh, because of health. Not the start that the White Sox wanted, but uh, it's a good time to face them, so that's a, a positive for the Indians. And just in terms of going around the league, we have to comment, I didn't get a chance earlier, A, the amount of rookies being called up. Uh, Padre is promoting Luis Patino, uh, one of the top 30 or so prospects in baseball. He, I don't know if he'll be a starter, if he's going to work out of the pen. Very interesting, uh, fireballing, uh, right-handed pitcher. Honestly, whenever uh, there was talk of a uh, Lindor deal with the Padres, that was the name to know. The Angels promoting Joe Adele. Maybe the best prospect in all of baseball. Uh, again, when people talked about, hey, the Indians, maybe they could trade uh, Lindor somewhere, Adele's name came up. And why am I blanking on the third? Uh, there's a third prospect called up. 
and I just can't think about who it is right now, but we're seeing teams that are willing to take that risk to call up young players, start their service clocks ahead of time, and just do what they can for the sake of their teams and uh, to get a chance to win in what is a crazy year. The other one was the Athletics promoting uh, James Caprillion. Uh, if you're not familiar with Caprillion, he was a back-end starter, first-round pick out of UCLA. Um, I think he was there with Plutko, but was not there with Bauer and Cole. And all of a sudden, he had a huge velocity jump after he was drafted, but then he just couldn't pitch, uh, kept getting hurt. Didn't pitch in 2017, 2018 in the minors, and let's see, 2019 last year, he had 68 innings. 2016, he had uh, like 27 innings, and 2015, he had 11 innings. So 97 innings in the minors, even though he was a college kid who was drafted uh, back in 2015. Interesting arm. Sure, he's going to move right into the pen for the, the athletics. Speaking of uh, West teams, the Astros losing uh, Roberto Osuna to maybe Tavi John surgery uh, couldn't happen to a more deserving fellow. I'm going to just, you know, stay that way. There are certain players I am always going to be like, I can't uh, have any pity for you. But that's just another huge loss for the Astros, who, you know, Garrett Cole is the obvious one, but with Joe Smith opting out, and you just go to their injury list. Austin Pruitt, who they got in a trade, who was supposed to help fill in some uh, spots for them. Verlander's injury. Brad Peacock not being available. Uh, Jose Urquidy, who was supposed to be uh, you know, a starter for them, pitch for them in the postseason. Joe B- Biagnini. Uh, Chris Davinsky. They're, they are hurting for pitchers. This is a team... Uh, Ryan Presley has not always been there this year. Their bullpen is, uh, and they, you know, they lost Rondon, who was a part of that pen, and they lost uh, Harris, who was a major part of that pen. They are hurting for arms. They're a team that's going to have to start reaching soon. And speaking of teams that are going to be reaching for arms, how about Atlanta? And I don't know if the Indians would do a trade with Houston uh, because that's a team they're going to compete with. But a trade with Atlanta, just keep it in mind. That's why I always track teams and their pitching issues. Max Fried has been a, a solid pitcher for them the past few years. Uh, Tuki Toussaint is doing okay this year. Hasn't really nailed down a consistent spot. Same with Sean Newcomb. Kyle Wright was, uh, I think there's no other way to put it, was a disappointment a year ago. We'll see how that goes for him as a starter. But with Mike Soraka being down for the year, he was supposed to be, you know, the he was their Cy Young candidate. Then they went out inside Cole Hamels to give them some veteran stability. Hamels is yet to pitch this year. Uh, the, another member of who was supposed to be in that pen, uh, Fulte, Mike Foltwitz, was uh, designated for assignment. They uh, they still have uh, Ian Anderson in the minors to uh, promote at some point, and they have some other um, young pitchers. Uh, Bryce Wilson comes to mind, who I believe pitched in the majors to them a year ago. But this is also the team, you know, that gave Jules Jassen uh, an attempt after he got cut by another team. They've been making moves, trying to add pitchers, figure things out. Uh, Soraka is just a huge loss for them. Huge, huge loss. Um, sorry, I got distracted when I realized they have Tyler Matzik in their pen, who, if you're not familiar with Tyler Matzik, uh, was a pitcher I was obsessed with because I thought he was the top prep pitcher in his class. Colorado drafted him 
and messed with his delivery so badly that it just fell apart for him in the minors. And he eventually got to the majors, got it worked out, kind of did his own thing to get there. But uh, guys like that where the wheels completely fall off and they somehow get back always intrigue me. But on top of, you know, Soraka being done for the year, Hamels still not being back, uh, Will Smith has uh, been out with COVID, who was their other free agent signing. They're, they're an interesting team to watch. Now, what makes them a little more interesting is especially if Roberto Perez is out for an extended period of time because they have catcher depth. Whereas, you know, Alex, Alex Jackson and Wilson Contreras were playing when uh, Tyler Flowers and uh, Travis Dayond were hurt. So there's some depth there just so the Indians need to get catching depth. They're also a team that has some outfield depth. Uh, Nick Markakis was originally going to sit out for the air. He has decided he's going to come back and play. They added uh, Scott Chebler. They already had Adam Duvall, who I've talked about. Previously on the podcast in their outfield with uh, Ender Enciarte, uh, Marcelo Zuno, who they went out and paid in free agency, and uh, Ronald Aquino uh, Jr. Now, it's a pretty set outfield in general, so they have that depth on top of having top prospects like Waiters and uh, I always say Christian uh, Pache's name wrong, which again, you know, if it's a pitcher or if it's a a, a shortstop. They do have some interesting pieces, and it always makes Atlanta a team to just be watching to uh, see what their plans for this season could be. I'm always looking at what teams are losing pitching because there is no pitching on the market, and seeing if there's ways again for the Indians to maybe take advantage of a weak pitching market, uh, specifically with some of the lesser pieces. Like if you can sell high in a Plutko. Um, or the like to a team who's a little more desperate right now. I always remember the Yankees blog, who at this time a year ago was talking about how uh, the Yankees should trade Clint Frazier plus a piece for Adam Plutko, and I still would like to say, yes, please, let's do now. I'll take that. Um, Frazier may not has, maybe has not earned his spot in the majors with a, a loaded Yankees team with like maybe the two uh, premier power hitters in the corners. But uh, he's played pretty well when given some opportunities. And that's what you're looking for. It's that team that maybe makes a foolish move because of desperation. It happens. And uh, taking advantage of uh, a team that uh, is desperate for pitching is probably the best thing the Indians can do uh, in terms of finding a way to help themselves and their anemic offense. Thank you again for listening to this uh, today's show. We're going to continue this week pushing through, talking about the games. Uh, we've already kind of done a White Sox preview, but we'll just talk about some of the roster moves and changes since we last saw the White Sox. Uh, we'll talk about these last two games against the Reds, the continued, uh, hopefully, dominance of the starting pitching and the emerging offense we hope to talk about as well. I have been Jeff Ellis. You have been a fantastic group. And as always, go Tribe!